Secondly, I would like to introduce our translators and to thank them for their participation tonight, Paul Schmidt and Dana Joya. Paul Schmidt has translated from the works of Rambo, Mayakovsky, and has published his own poems in Grand Street and Shenandoah. He has recently won the 1985 Helen Hayes Award for, his, for the best new play, which is a rock opera based on the lives of Russian poets of the 20s. Dana Joya has edited a recent edition of the prose of Weldon Keys and has published his own work in the New Yorker Poetry and Southern Review. He has just completed co-editing a bilingual anthology of Italian poetry with William J. Smith. And now I give you Galway Cannell, who needs no introduction, and is who, as you know, was our past president of Penn. Thank you very much. Um, I just wanted to say that we're very happy that Andrei Woznesensky can come by Penn tonight and read. He's on his way to Oberlin College to um, get an honor honorary um, doctorate. Uh, many of you have heard him read before, I'm sure, on his American tours and know what a magnificent uh, reader he is. Uh, and we have all read that in the Soviet Union, you know, thousands and thousands of people come to his readings, but even here, where we don't know what he's saying, um, a lot comes through the sound and the music of his poetry and uh, through his voice, and it's a, a great pleasure to, to hear him. Um, so um, this is, has to be a very short introduction because I'm holding a very heavy microphone. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that Andrei Woznesensky has written for a long time in circumstances which seem to me to be extremely difficult, and um, he has survived with his art and with his integrity intact, and I'm very happy to welcome him here to Penn tonight. You said it is too heavy, this, yeah? And, um, I think the uh, first poem uh, will be read for good superstition. I'm Goya, and uh, I want you at first to read English text translated by Stanley Kunitz and Max Hayward. I am Goya of the bare field by the enemy's beak gouged till the craters of my eyes gape. I am grief. I am the tongue of war, the embers of cities on the snows of the year 1941. I am hunger. I am the gullet of a woman hanged whose body like a bell tolled over a blank square. I am Goya. O grapes of wrath, I have hurled westward the ashes of the uninvited guest and hammered stars into the unforgetting sky like nails. I am Goya. Goya. Я Гоя, глаз зеницы воронок, мне выклевал ворог, слетая на поле на Гоя. Я горе, я голос войны, городов головни на снегу 41 -го года. Я голод, я горло, повешенной бабы. Чье тело как колокол 
пила над площадью голой. Я, Гоя, о грозе возмездия, Звел залпом на запад, Я пепел незваного гостя, И в мемориальное небо Пил крепкие звезды, как гвозди. Я, Гоя. There is one um, word impossible to translate into other languages. We have such a word, intelligentsia. It is not the same as meaning of your intellectuals. For Russian language, intelligentsia means uh, not only artists, poets, but it is like conscious of nation people who say truth, uh, truth. And uh, I, I want you to read uh, the, the poem named uh, uh, Russian Intelligence. The Russian Intelligentsia. The Russian Intelligentsia lives. You thought that it had perished, didn't you? Okay, excuse me. The Russian intelligentsia lives. You thought that it had perished, did you? Nor is it an amorphous mass, but our honor and our conscience too. Richter and Avarintsev are like doctors out in the country. An intelligentsia exists thanks to their simple honesty. When they say a country can do no wrong, I condemn such flattery. My country has terrible problems but also prophets who can see. Fighting eternal idiocy, born to the greatest deeds there are, the literature of Russia conducts civil war. How fine it is to serve it, and saluting it to aver, at your orders, intelligentsia, long may you live. Yes, sir. Есть русская интеллигенция вы думали нет но есть не масса индифферентная а совесть страны и честь есть в рихтере и оверенцеве земских врачей черты постольку интеллигенция поскольку они честны нет пороков в своем отечестве Не уважаю лезть, есть пороки в моем отечестве. Зато и пророки есть воюет с извечной дурью. Для подвигов рождена отечественная литература, отечественная война. Какое призвание лесное служить ей, отдавшей честь. Есть русская интеллигенция, есть. Uh, the next poem uh, I want to read will be uh, dedicated to the maybe greatest, one of the greatest artists of our century who died two months ago. Uh, he was like blue patriarch of world paintings. Um, I want to read a poem dedicated to Mark Chagall. And you know that uh, 
near all his life uh, after the 20s. He lived abroad in immigration. And he came for short visit only once to Moscow for very short visit uh, about uh, eight years ago. And um, he was invited. He was in very chic hotel. And um, he was given by gifts, uh, great bouquets, golden bouquets from uh, Ministry of Culture and so on. But when he came to my house near Moscow in Peredelkina, he was weeping, not from the flowers, he was weeping because somebody gave him a very small bouquet of cornflowers. We have such a blue, blue uh, flowers, very blue, very poor, and uh, people said that they are weeds, правильно? Сорняки, weeds, да? Uh, and um, uh, it is bad flower, but very blue. And it was flower of his childhood, of his uh, heaven uh, in Vitebsk. And you can notice this blue color in all his main paintings, in vitro, in even on the ceiling of Grand Opera, this fantastic blue. And uh, I want to add one thing that you know from uh, Bible, uh, uh, that uh, a man lives not by bread alone, but in Russian, we have rhyme, хлеба and небо, bread and heaven, and uh, let us I change a little bit uh, these words, and you understand. Chagall's Cornflowers. Your face is all of silver like a halberd, your gestures light. In your vulgar hotel room, you keep pressed cornflowers. An orphan flower of the Burdock family, its blue has no rival. The mark of Chagall, the enigma of Chagall, a tattered ruble note at a remote Moscow station. It grew around St. Boris and St. Gleb, around guffawing speculators with their greasy fingers. In a field of grain, add a patch of sky. Man lives by sky alone. Cows and water nymphs soar in the sky. Open your umbrella as you go out on the street. Countries are many, the sky is one. Man lives by sky alone. How did the cornflower seed chance to fall on the Champs-Élysées, on those fields. What a glorious garland you wove for the Paris Opera. In the age of consumer goods, there is no sky. The lot of the artist is worse than the cr a cripple's. Giving him pieces of silver is silly. Man lives by sky alone. Who kissed your fields, Russia, until cornflowers bloomed? Your weeds become glorious in other countries. You ought to export them. When you go out in the evening, you seem ill. Eyes of the unjustly condemned stare from the field. Ah, Mark Zakharovich, Mark Zakharovich, 
Is it all the fault of those cornflowers? Let not Jehovah or Jesus, but you, Mark Zakharovich, paint a testament of invisible blue. Man lives by sky alone. Васильки шагала. Лик ваш серебряный, как алибарда. Жесты легки в вашей гостинице, алиповатый. В банке спрессованные васильки, серый цветок из породы репейников. Но его синий не знает соперников. Марка Шагала, загадка Шагала, рубь. У Савеловского вокзала это росло, у Бориса и Глеба, в хохоте Непа и Чебурек, в ополях неба, чуточку неба, небом единым жив человек, в них васильков, голубые зазубрены с этой неистовой тягой вверх, поле любимо, но небо возлюблено, небом единым жив человек, в небе коровы летят, и ундин, и зонтик возьмите, идя на проспект. Родины разные, но небо едино, небом едином жив человек, как занесло Васильковое семя на Елисейские, на поля, как заплетали венок вы на темя гранд-опера, гранд-опера, кто целовал твое поле, Россия, пока не выступят Васильки. Твои сорняки всемирно красивые, хоть экспортируй их. Сорняки в ополе выйдешь, будто захварываешь. В ополе углические зрачки. Ах, Марк Захарович, Марк Захарович, все васильки, все васильки. Не Егова и не Суси. Ах, Марк Захарович, нарисуйте непобедимо. Синий завет небом единым жив человек. And, and now I want to read a poem, uh, which was uh, illustrated uh, by Mark Chagall. He made cover for my uh, Paris book. Uh, like illustration to this poem. And at first I want to tell you a story, a real story. We have such a city uh, named Stanislav and now Ivano-Frankivsk, very small city. And during war, they kill ghetto, they shot people, put them into earth, and after push a water, and there came the, a lake. And it was beautiful lake. Now it is good for fishing and boating. And uh, when uh, I and the, one of my friend, uh, Vladimir Kostrov, we came to this place for uh, fishing too, somebody told us this story. And um, I want you to read this. This is translated by Stanley Kunitz, distinguished poet. The Call of the Lake, Pevsner, 1903, Birman, 1938, Birman, 1941, 
Robot 1907. As if our sneakers froze to the ground, stillness, ghetto in the lake, ghetto in the lake, three bottom acres teeming with life. A fellow in a pea green jacket hails us with news, the fishing's good, but look at the blood on his tiny hook, blood. No, no, says Volotka. I want to smack him on the jaw. It's really more than I can bear. It would be desecrating life to wash myself in this place, like smearing Mary or Moisha over my face. Your boat is muddying the lake. Don't, buddy. Just touch the water with your palm. Feel how it burns. Hands that liquefy below could belong to my bride, not some girl who lived long ago. Her breasts, her hair, her need. No, no, says Volotka. On these iron nights, as soon as I close my eyes, women sputter and dance like fish in a frying pan. He's been on a three-day binge, and at night he calls from the cliff, and to him a Jew fish appears, the genius of the lake. Fish, flying fish, with wrathful Madonna's face, with fins as white as locomotive whistles fish. Your name was Riva, Golden Riva, Rifka, any name you wish, with a sliver of barbed wire or a fish hook caught in your upper lip. Fish, fish of pain and sorrow. Forgive me, curse me, but speak to me. Silence, no word. The lake is close to the border, three pines, a stunned reservoir of life, of a cloud of height. Birman, 1941, Rumer, 1902, Boyko, twice, 1933. Живое озеро. 1902, Броуман, 1915, Бойко, 1938, наши кеды как приморозила тишина. Гетто в озере, гетто в озере, три гектара живого дна, отставнюк в пиджачке гороховом, Приглашает на страшный клев Тока кровь на крючке его Крохотном кровь Не могу, говорит Володька А порыло кричит, могу Это вроде как не укладывается В мозгу я живой водой умоюсь Может чью-то жизнь расплещу Может Машеньку или Мойшу Я размазываю по лицу ты не трожь воды плоскодонкой, уважаемый инвалид, ты пощупай ее ладонью, болит третью ночь, как Володька пьет, и ночами идет к обрыву, эх, нему является рыба, чудо юда озерных вод рыба. Летучая рыба с, э, с бледным лицом Мадонны, с 
плавниками белыми, как свистят паровозы, рыба, рыба боли и печали, рива тебя звали, золотая рива, ривка, либо как-нибудь еще с обрывком, колючки проволоки или рыболовным крючком верхней губе, рыба, рыба боли и печали, прости меня, прокляни, но что-нибудь ответь. Ничего не отвечает рыба тихо. Озеро приграничное, три сосны, изумленнейшее хранилище жизни, облака вышины. Румор 1915, Броуман 1940, Бойко, оба с 1939. Dead Still, this is translated by Richard Wilbur. Now with your palms on the blades of my shoulders, let us embrace. Let there be only your lips' breath on my face, only behind our backs the plunge of rollers. Our backs, which like two shells in moonlight shine, are shut behind us now. We lie here huddled, listening brow to brow, like life's twin formula or double sign. In folly's worldwide wind, our shoulders shield from the weather the calm we now beget together, like a flame held between hand and hand. Does each cell have a soul within it? If so, fling open all your little doors, and all your souls shall flutter like the linnet in the cages of my pores. Nothing is hidden that shall not be known, yet by no storm of scorn shall we be pried from this embrace and left alone like muted shells forgetful of the sea. Meanwhile, O oh, load of stress and bother, lie on the shells of our backs in a great heap. It will but press us closer one to the other. We are asleep. Заведи мне ладони за плечи, обойми только губы дыхнут, об мои только море за спинами плещет наши спины, как лунные раковины, что замкнулись за нами сейчас, мы заслушаемся, прислонясь. Мы, как формула жизни, двоякая на ветру мировых клунат, заслоняем своими плечами, что сейчас возникает между нами, как ладонями пламя хранят. Если правда, душа в каждой клеточке свои форточки раствори, в моих порах стрижами заплещется души, пойманные твоя, пока нажимай, заваруха. Нас скорлупы упругая спин, это нас прижимает друг к другу спин. The next one will be a poem 
uh, which gave title to my last book in Double Day, Nostalgia for the Present. But I want to tell you again that impossible to translate into English this word in Russian. Uh, listen to sound. Nostalgia po nastoyashimu. These words are together. And nastoyashia in Russian means not only present, but genuine truth and all these meanings too, double meaning. Nostalgia for the present. I don't know about the rest of you, but I feel the cruelest nostalgia, not for the past, but nostalgia for the present. A novice desires to approach the Lord, but is permitted to do so only by her superior. I beg to be joined without intermediary to the present. And when the mafia laughs in my face, idiotically I say, idiots are all in the past. The present calls for further understanding. Black water spurts from the faucet, brackish water, stale water, rusty water flows from the faucet. I'll wait for the real water to come. Whatever is past is past. So much the better, but I bite at it as at a mystery, nostalgia for the impending present, and I'll never catch hold of it. Я не знаю, как остальные, но я чувствую жесточайшую не по прошлому ностальгию. Ностальгию по-настоящему путопослушник хочет Господу, но ну, а доступ лишь к настоятелю, так я умоляю, доступа без посредников к настоящему, будто сделал я что-то чуждое, или даже не я, другие, упаду на поляну, чувствую по живой земле. Ностальгия нас с тобой никто не расколет, но когда тебя обнимаю, обнимаю с такой тоскою, будто кто тебя отнимает одиночество, не скупит. Сад, распахнутая столярка, я тоскую не по искусству, задыхаясь по-настоящему, и когда мне хохочет в рожу идиотствующая мафия, говорю, идиоты в прошлом, в настоящем рост понимания хлещет черная вода из крана, хлещет ржавая настоявшаяся, хлещет красная вода из крана. Я дождусь, пойдет настоящее, что прошло-то прошло к лучшему, но прикусываю как тайну ностальгию по-настоящему, что настанет. The, the next poem was included in uh, opera rock named Yunona and Avos, but it was written before Saga. saga. Uh, this poem uh, translated, I think, very beautiful by uh, William J. Smith and uh, Saga. Saga again. Are you all set up? 
saga. You will awaken me at dawn and barefoot lead me to the door. You'll not forget me when I'm gone. You will not see me anymore. Lord, I think in shielding you from the cold wind of the open door, I'll not forget you when I'm gone. I shall not see you anymore. The Admiralty, the Stock Exchange, I'll not forget when I am gone. I'll not see Leningrad again, its water shivering at dawn. From withered cherries as they turn, brown in the wind, let cold tears pour. It's always bad luck to return. I shall not see you anymore. And if what Hafiz says is true, and we return to earth once more, we'll miss each other if it's true. I shall not see you anymore. Our quarrels then will fade away to nothing when we both are gone. And when one day our two lives clash against that void to which we're drawn, two silly phrases rise to sway on heights of madness from earth's floor. I'll not forget you when I'm gone. I shall not see you anymore. Ты меня на рассвете разбудишь, проводить необутая выйдешь. Ты меня никогда не забудешь, ты меня никогда не увидишь, заслонивши тебя от простуды. Я подумаю, Боже Всевышний, я тебя никогда не забуду и уже никогда не увижу эту реку в мурашках простуды. Это адмиралтейство и биржу я уже никогда не забуду и уже никогда не увижу, не мигают, слезятся от ветра безнадежные карии, вишни, возвращаться плохая примета. Я тебя никогда не увижу, даже если на землю вернемся мы вторично, согласно Гафизу, мы, конечно, с тобой разменемся. Я тебя никогда не увижу, я кажется так минимальным. Наше непонимание с тобой перед будущим непониманием двух живых с пустотой неживой качнутся бессмысленной лысью. Пара фраз, долетевших отсюда. Я тебя никогда не увижу, я тебя никогда не забуду. And, and now I, I read the last aloud tragedy, Russian style poem, uh, translated by Stanley Kunitz, Lament. Lament. And after, uh, I, I shall read some another style, more funny for you maybe. Lament for two unborn poems. Amen. I have killed a poem, killed it unborn, to help with it. We bury, we bury poems. Come see, we bury. You people, you dumb creatures, pawns where they were conceived in Astankino, rise. Open your coffins like the jackknife of a giant. Rise, you Cervantes, Pasternak, Bramante, you who would have loved them, though they are dust now, rise. And you, comrade Gamzatov, presidium member of the Supreme Soviet, rise. The irreversible condition is that art has died. 
passed beyond reach, more important than a speech by an official rhetorician, rise. Their death is our judgment. It is we who are tried. Rise. Oh, you who wanted your son's road straight and true, rise, mother. Rise, you in Siberia, in Paris, in provincial towns. We have killed so much within, without giving birth. Poems have died. My good friends cannot wait to cry. Eternal memory. Minister of State, you dreamed of sailing the Atlantic as a cabin boy. Eternal memory. Granny, where is your prince? You can take your virginity and frame it. Eternal memory. A minute of silence. A minute like years. We lost ourselves through silence. We waited for fair weather. If you hold your tongue today, nothing will be right tomorrow. Eternal memory, and to our memory, which shall have vanished like the mammoth, eternal memory, amen. To him who bore the fire in a time of persecution, eternal glory, eternal glory. Убилья поэму, убил не родивший. К хоронам, хороним, хороним поэмы. Вход всем посторонним, хороним. На черной вселенной любовниками отравленными лежат две поэмы, как белый бинокль театральный две жизни прижалась судьбой половины две самых поэмы моих. Соловьиных вы люди, вы звери, труды, где они зарождались, восстанкине, встаньте, были и поночные, как лапы ветвях хиромантии, встаньте, дороги, убитые горем, довольно валяться в асфальте, как волосы дым над городом, вы встаньте, раскройтесь гробы, как складные ножи гиганта, вы встаньте, Сервантас. Борис Леонидович, Данте, вы бы их полюбили, теперь они тоже останки. Встаньте, о, как ты хотела, чтоб сын твой шел чисто и прямо. Встань, мама, вы встаньте в Сибири, в Москве, в городишках. Встаньте, мы столько убили себе, не родившие. Встаньте, Ландау, Погибший бухом лаборанте, встаньте, Коперник, погибший Ландау Галантов, встаньте, вы, девка, в джазбанде, вы помните школьные банты, геройские мальчики, вышли в герои на ванте, встаньте, погибли поэмы, друзья мои в радостной панике, вечная память, министр, вы мечтали, как юнга, в Атлантике плавать, вечная память, минута молчания, минута, как годы, Себя промолчали, все ждали погоды. Сегодня не скажешь, а завтра уже не поправить. Вечная память, аминь. И памяти нашей, ушедшей, как мамант. Вечная память, аминь. К тому же, что вынес огонь сквозь по траву. Вечная Слава, вечная слава.
came down with all serious thing, and I shall read some uh, funny surrealistic things. We have such a you have a word technology, technology, but in uh, Russian Soviet language we used научно-техническая революция. It is scientific and technical revolution. And I want you to read this point translated by William J. Smith and Vera Dunham. Technology. My grandmother is an old believer, a technological revolutionary. She fattens her pig on hormones. Her technological cows watch a hockey game on TV, and under cover of night, taking half her provincial city to heart into her elastic panties. There is no sexual revolutionary who undermines the basis of family, private property, and the state. Official technological exchanges are a good idea. We send them our best ballerinas and get Pepsi-Cola in return. And yet, this is a revolution in the minds and lives of peoples. Towards midnight, the hands of clocks get stolen, but we wear digital watches that have no hands. I'm a fellow traveler of this technological revolution. With all due respect to samovars, in the very middle of this provincial hole, I long for plumbing and freedom of thought. But this revolution is in danger, S-O-S, Technological counter-revolutionaries refuse to eat synthetic caviar. My бабушка староверка, но она научно-техническая революционерка, кормит гормонами кабана. Научно-технические коровы следят за Харламовым и Петровым и прикрываясь ночным покровом. Сексуал революционерка Сударкина. Сердце, как в трусике без размерки, умещающее пол Краснодара, подрывает основы семьи, частной собственности и государства. Научно-технические обмены отменные. Посылаем терпсихору, получаем пепси-колу. И все-таки это есть революция. В умах, в быту и народах целых к двенадцати стрелки часов крадутся. Но мы всем кварцевые, без стрелок. Я попутчик научно-технической революции. При всем уважении к коромыслам хочу, чтобы в каждой дыре завалющий был водопровод и свобода мысли. За это я стану на горло, песни устану. Товарищи подержат за горло, но певче горло с дыхательного вместе живу не дыша. От любви и горя революции в опасности нужны меры, она саботажником не по нутру. Научно-технические контрреволюционеры не едят синтетическую икру. The uh, knows, and it is a real scientific fact that uh, once uh, everybody knows, is uh, grows and grows up until the end of life. It is really by millimeters, centimeters.
The nose. The nose grows during the whole of one's life from scientific sources. Yesterday, my doctor told me, clever you may be, however, your snout is frozen. So don't go out in the cold, nose. On me, on you, on capuchin monks, according to well-known medical laws, relentless as clocks without pause, nose trunks triumphantly grow. During the night they grow on every citizen, high or low, on janitors, ministers, rich and poor, hooting endlessly like owls, chilly and out of kilter, brutally bashed by a boxer or foully crushed by a door, and those of our feminine neighbors are foxily screwed like drills into many a keyhole. Gogol, that mystical, uneasy soul, intuitively sense their role. My good friend Buggins got drunk. In his dream, it seemed that, like a church spire breaking through washbowls and chandeliers, piercing and waking startled ceilings, impaling each floor like receipts on a spike higher and higher, rose his nose. What could that mean, he wondered next morning. A warning, I said, of doomsday. It looks as if they were going to check your books. On the 30th, poor Buggins was hailed off to jail. Why, O oh prime mover of noses, why do our noses grow longer, our lives shorter? Why, during the night, should these fleshly lumps, like vampires or suction pumps, drain us dry? They report that Eskimos kiss with their nose. Among us, this is not caught on. I think it's so beautiful in English. Uh, I shall not read in, in Russian. And um, I want uh, you to, to listen another poem translated by uh, William J. Smith. It's uh, so primitive, uh, not serious, uh, uh, surrealistic thing to Do not forget. Somewhere, a man puts on his shorts, his blue striped t-shirt, his blue jeans. A man puts on his jacket on which there is a button reading country first and over the jacket his top coat. Over the top coat after dusting it off he puts on his automobile and over that he puts on his garage just big enough for his car. Over that his apartment courtyard and then he belts himself with a courtyard wall. Then he puts on his wife, and after her the next one, and then the next one. And over that he puts on his subdivision, and over that his county. And like a knight, he then buckles on the borders of his country, and with his head swaying puts on the whole globe. Then he dons the black cosmos, and buttons himself up with the stars. He slings the Milky Way over one shoulder, and after that some secret beyond. He looks around. Suddenly, in the vicinity of the constellation Libra, he recalls that he has forgotten his watch. Somewhere it must be ticking, all by itself. The man takes off the countries, the seas, the oceans, the automobile, and the topcoat. He is nothing without time. Naked, he stands on his balcony and shouts to the passers-by, 
For God's sake, do not forget your watch. And uh, you have to know that uh, in Russian, часы, a watch, is rhyme for word uh, under where um, uh, shorts, trusy, trusy, часы. Человек надел трусы, майку синие полосы, джинсы белые, как снег, надевает человек. Человек надел пиджак, на пиджак нагрудный знак под названием ГТО. Сверху он надел пальто, на пальто смахнувший пыль, он надел автомобиль. Сверху он надел гараж, тесноватый, но как раз. Сверху он надел наш двор, как ремень надел забор. Сверху он надел жену, и вдобавок не одну. Сверху весь микрорайон, область надевает он, опоясался, как рыцарь государственной границы, и, качая головой, надевает шар земной, черный космос натянул. Сверху звезды пристегнул, млечный путь через плечо. Сверху кое-что еще. Человек глядит вокруг, вдруг у созвездия весы вспомнил, что забыл часы. Где-то тигают они позабытые одни. Человек снимает страны и моря, и океаны, и машину, и пальто. Он без времени. И что? Он стоит в одних трусах, держит часики в руках. На балконе он стоит и прохожим говорит. По утрам, надев трусы, не забудьте про часы. If I am in uh, some, somebody notice something wrong, it is. Uh, if I am in pen, I I would like to read you uh, so-called uh, book boom. We have in Russia a black market for books. And um, I shall read uh, the poem dedicated to this case. It's translated by William J. Smith and Vera Dunham. Book Boom. Just try to buy Akhmadova. Sold out. The booksellers say her black agate-colored tome is worth more than agate today. Those who once attacked her, as if to atone for their curse, stand a reverent honor guard for a single volume of her verse. Print more copies of magazines, we beg the great book gods. Give us more copies of our dreams. Release the cranes, vanished birds. It's rare in our polluted skies to hear the cranes' lonely cries while every bookstore is lined with stacks of monolithic published hacks. The country demands its birthright, and maybe it, that's all well. Akhmadova will not sell out, nor Pasternak, although he sell. Московский черный книжный рынок. Или ленинградский. Попробуйте купить Ахматову. Вам букинисты объяснят что черный том ее агатовый куда дороже, чем агат. Кто некогда ее ругнули, как отпущению грехов, стоят в почетном карауле 
за домиком ее стихов. Попробуйте на небосводе купить звезду или закат. Не купите дружбу народов, когда у ней Юра и Булат все реже в небесах бензиновых, услышат журавлиный зов, все монолитней в магазинах. Сплошной Василий Муравлев, страна поэтами богата, но должен инженер копить в размере месячной зарплаты, чтобы Ахматову купить. Страна желает первородства и может в этом Добрый знак Ахматова не продается, не продается. Пастернак. And uh, now uh, you have heard something. Uh, I, I was reading for your ears, but. Um, I want to show you, to you something. It's uh, because uh, I made uh, uh, something which uh, called uh, vis visual poetry, and uh, it was uh, in this uh, book. But uh, now I brought from Moscow something else. I was training as architect in institute, and. Um, Uh, I think that uh, poetry can be not only in a book, but it's better when it is in the street with people, comes uh, to crowd, and uh, I show you. There is great I think great Georgian sculptor and uh, artist, Zurab Tsariteli. And he made a lot of monuments in Georgia and uh, around country. But we together with him, I am author as architect. Monument from letters. It is mixed Georgian and uh, Russian letters together. It is uh, 84 meters high as a 14-store house, you can see. And it is from uh, copper, and uh, without no meaning. And uh, surrounded uh, here, there is a poems uh, of our classic Georgian and Russian, Pushkin, Pasternak, uh, first time Pasternak is on monument in Moscow. And uh, I think it is nice when uh, people have poetry, so-called architectural poetry, among them. They are coming for uh, make appointment, uh, kissing, uh, uh, coming with their children, sitting, and uh, reading poetry, waiting for somebody. and. Uh, Poetry is uh, life, and I show you. This is a little blow up. This is from Kapar. Certainly, I was only architect, but the main part was made by this uh, fantastic Zorab Tsaritari. And uh, I want to show you some some something only 
by myself without cooperation. This is this is my uh, another work. It is design. It was made for Paris. Uh, they wanted to make in Paris '89 uh, a world expo, a world expo dedicated to anniversary of revolution. The same as, as you remember, beautiful expo in Eiffel Tower. It was, and they had part for pavilions of country, and uh, in the center, cultural part. And in the center of this cultural part, that uh, they wanted to put something for nothing, it's for technical design, like to refail. It was for nothing that time. And I invent, I think, uh, possible to hear, yeah? yeah. Because I, I want to show. This is uh, flying architecture. Uh, architecture without column. This is sphere, 25 meters, and three compressors. This, this, and air with great strength, like uh, like three columns, standing, and heavy. This sphere is standing on these three columns from air. And when air is going this direction, around sphere, it's uh, these ripes come up. And on these golden ripes, it is uh, letters, international letters. Slavic, Latin, uh, Arabic, uh, uh, Hebrew, uh, Indian, Chinese, Japanese, everything. And uh, this is international culture. And uh, this is construction, this so-called Russian Setka Fulera. It is uh, very, very simple. It is possible, possible for you. And um, what else? Ah, I think it is moving monument. For example, I wanted to put it in Paris. And, and uh, they, um, how to say, accepted. They accepted, uh, you know, Minister of Culture, Chaplin, uh, liked it, and uh, Mitterrand, and uh, said, this is, this is design. And uh, we were working with such a Greek, Takis, Takis, you know, the designer who is living in Paris, but Greek. And uh, you have some scandal with the Museum of Art. And uh, he wanted to make something uh, for this, uh, with music, winking pieces. And, um, for example, half a year in Paris, and after uh, you have the, have the same podium in other countries. For example, in uh, New York, Gunalulu, Voronezh, um, and uh, other places. Uh, and uh, it's like a movie of culture. And uh, it's not so expensive. But if uh, your pen is very rich and uh, have money, uh, it is very good form for audience. It is 25 meters, and it is very good for audience, for uh, auditorium. And this is cupola. And you put on the earth, and people coming here and here, and after uh, you are sitting, and up, 
and uh, you are listen your poetry, music, really in a cloud, a little bit. But it's a little bit expensive, maybe for you. But uh, it's it's reality. I was working with aircraft engineers. We have models. It's very very simple things. What else? That's all. Uh, but uh, I, in the end, I tell you certainly you read your newspaper. You didn't read Russia, our newspaper. That uh, uh, half a year ago, about a year ago, they cancelled all French people, French government cancelled all idea of exhibition. I don't know the reason, it's not my problem, but I'm sorry. But uh, I think the main thing not to build, but as you write poetry, publish or not, it's uh, important, but not so. I think I'm happy. This is visual poetry. And uh, up to the very end, I shall read you uh, once more my architectural poems. Uh, it is, uh, I shall read without uh, translations. It is, I want you to listen music of Russian church bells. And um, you know may certainly this story that uh, architects of San Basil in Moscow, uh, they, after uh, they built San Basil, their eyes were cut out, cut off, not to build a church better than San Basil. And um, what about what about this uh, today's Moscow church bells are speaking? Do speak. They speak gl glory to architects, craftsmen, artists, poets, prophets who have the struggle for their works, for their truth, and certainly they said against, they speak against the barbarism of old ages of, and of today barbarism. And uh, to the very end, I want you to listen this uh, Moscow church bell music. Moskovsky kolokola. Kolokola. Kudoshniki. Звон, звон, вам, художники всех времен, вам, Микеланджело, Барма, Дант, вас молнию заживо испепелял талант, ваш молот неколонный из статуи тесал, сбивался бог короны и троны, Сотрясал художник первородный Всегда трибун, в нем дух переворота И вечно бунт кровавой мозоли Золай пот, ему заточено зоя вели на шапот Но нет противоядия ее святым словам Воители, воятели, слава Вам Москва бурлит, как варева под колокол звон вам варвары всех времен цари тираны тяркицевидных пожарящих сутанах и жерлами цилиндров империи и 
кассы страхуя от огня. Вы видели в Пегасе троянского коня, ваш враг резец и кельма, и выщены очи, как клейма, горели. Среди ночи вас мое слово судит, да будет срам, да будет проклятие. I think it is not question, it is uh, answer, but, uh, uh, but I don't think so, because, uh, let me say you, it is a line of uh, your so university uh, poets, it is, uh, maybe you're right, but uh, another line through Allen Ginsberg, Robert Bly, Snyder, they try to use uh, a little bit music and uh, they are <laughs> singing uh, with music and I think uh, it is uh, uh, not the same, but uh, it is impossible. It, is, it would be boring, it's, uh, all poetry would be the same. And uh, that is, I love uh, your poetry, that is not the same that uh, ours. It's very interesting you have here. It's uh, very interesting because I think uh, this uh, type of poetry, for example, these readings, uh, are coming not to 18th century, they are coming to 20s, but to tradition of uh, Pasternak, Klebnikov, Mayakovsky, Yesenin of 20s. But It's very interesting that all our futurists came not from Pushkin, but fro from somebody before, like Derjavin, and they were uh, interesting in Tritikovsky. They were 
really interesting in 18th century. It's very interesting because it is like uh, they love Dirjavin with his rhythm. It's uh, strong and archaic a little bit. But it's very interesting that uh, you felt it. Yeah. You did not uh, know so much, I think, about our poetry, but you're right. There are no more questions, but of course there still can be. I do want to make an announcement, which is that John Bradamus, the president of NYU, is giving a party for Mr. Wojcicki right after this at 9 o'clock in the Bopes Library on the 12th floor, and everyone here is invited to go. The Bopes Library is at, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know it by name, is that huge red stone building on Washington Square South. Um, if you need further details, ask anyone on the staff and we'll direct you. Is, if there are really, is that it? No more questions? What floor are the boats? Twelve. Twelve. And I believe it's the snow room. I know. I have. Anyway, thank you very, very much for a wonderful evening.